And I got to say the last three days, I may have been getting like three, four hours of sleep and I'm exhausted, but I am really committed to this Mm. because this is my passion and I'm all about trying to give information to inspire women, men, whoever. So, um, I want to say, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you guys for the ones who've been watching. I really, really appreciate your support. Continue to watch and listen. You can stream it on audio as well. And um, I can listen to it on the way to work. Yeah, I really appreciate you all. Today, I want to talk about something. You know, I said it was something I wanted to have a conversation about. And apparently, I must need to have this discussion because I was out today and I saw a young girl, very beautiful, 28 years old. She had two beautiful children and she had one in the oven, meaning she was pregnant. She was at the medical clinic and her kids were very, very smart four-year-old and I don't know how old this boy was but they were so beautiful well-mannered proper I commended her beautiful young girl but then I said I know she's not married because if she was she wouldn't have been getting out of an uber with her two kids I mean it could have been so you know that her husband was working but come on you know Mm. what I'm saying what are the chances of that and it kind of um you know I encouraged her and said how awesome she's doing with her children and and she is And she's the exception to the rule. So I want to talk about that babies that are born out of wedlock. What do you think about? Is that okay? Can we can we talk about this? We can vibe on that. (laughs) What you laughing for? Well, I am a baby out of wedlock. (laughs) I am too. So it's like, you know, granted, my biological father died before my parents could get married, which was before I was born. Um, but after that. My mom met my dad, who is my brother's father. Wait a minute. Your mom met your dad. My biological father passed right. before I was born. Right. When I was two, my mom. You're going too old. No one. Let's define when we're talking about babies born out of wedlock. We're talking about. Unmarried parents. Or married parents, but the child belongs to someone else outside of the marriage. So I just need you to stay with me here now because you're confusing me, girl. Those are unmarried parents because your parents whom birthed you are not married. Right. So unmarried parents. But you say it different. I say it the way I understand it. <laughs> Look, I'm tired of you. Hey, let me get something straight. If y'all see me post on Instagram, Tony been giving me dirty looks, okay? No, y'all I don't. Y'all better tell her something, all right? No, I don't. The judge told me the last time I got out of jail, and I ain't proud of it, she said, Look, Miss Imogene, stop fighting. Don't let me see you here no more. And I've been doing that for years. So tell her to stop looking at me dirty. I'm sick of you, Tony. I love you, but we can get it on. Game on. Well. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, okay, go ahead. But I just, you, you know, make me understand because you're losing me. Because I am a baby who was born out of wedlock. Me too. So, granted, I have parents, but they're, like, my dad's not my biological father. You're... So he ain't really your dad? No, he's my dad because he raised me. Okay. (laughs) He made me who I am, and he doesn't love me any different than his biological children. Okay. Um, He's the only father, unfortunately, that I know. Okay. Uh, Not unfortunately. I love my daddy. Hi, daddy, if you're listening. I found out the other day that my aunt listens to this. (laughs) Hey, auntie. (laughs) I found out the other day. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I had to kind of. Tell us, well, don't listen to this one and this one and this one. I got nervous. Um, but yeah, I'm a baby out of wedlock. So 
it's interesting. I'm interested to seeing the facts that you have found and seeing how, you know, I either A, fit into said statistics or B, am I the outlier? You're probably the outlier. And this is not about facts that I found. Let me just preface something. You know, I really love my people and I love young women and I love trying to be an inspiration and to help. And when I look at this world and how things are, we have to take responsibility for our own actions to improve our own condition. And of course, there's a lot of inequalities and the cards may be stacked against us in some way. Mm. And it is what it is, but it's not like we can't overcome. But in doing that, we have to educate ourselves. I'm very much concerned when I see my beautiful sisters. I really do because I, I hope to, you know, inspire the next generation, but I hope to affect my generation. You understand? Mm. Like even with everything that's going on, we're, we're passing the torch to the younger people. And I just want to talk about this because you have people in places and things, but people make the world go round. And as we see, you know, we have poverty, we have uh, unequal educational levels. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, we there's a lot of disparities against different groups of people. And this, I wanted to be an extension. You remember when we talked about cohabitating and marriage? Remember that conversation? Right. Okay, and I was saying one of the effects of that situation is when there's not a perceived commitment, sometimes the family members don't get involved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And this is deep, y'all. It's probably, we're probably going to have to do another episode on this. But what I want to focus on today, because babies that are born out of wedlock, first, let me just take it back. People that cohabitate, and we said there's no guarantee, they're going to be married. The number of marriages are dramatically reduced if they do cohabitate. But in the case where you have babies born out of wedlock, that's what it's called, born out of wedlock, meaning a baby, a woman is having a baby, she's not married. Or if she is married, she's pregnant by somebody other than her husband. Mm. That's what a baby is. They People call them bastards. I don't call them bastards because I was born out of wedlock. But in that situation, and do you know that America, as far as considered internationally, we have the highest infant mortality rate. And almost half of that, more than half, 58% of the mortality rates of infants born out of wedlock are birthed by women from the age of 20 to 24 years old. Hmm. What do you think about that? Um, now, when you say the mortality rate, we have the highest, you said? I didn't say we're we're very low when you're considered internationally out of all of the other countries now, in this, the world. Okay, so this is across the board. We're Absolutely. talking within we're, we're the on developed the lo- world and the unquote unquote how they will say the undeveloped world. I wouldn't even consider the undeveloped world in this because if they're undeveloped, we know their mortality rate is probably much higher than ours. Because if they're un if they're undeveloped, they don't even have the baseline of survival. These are people that need water you know, that don't have food, that type so of stuff. So we are talking about, just to be clear, we are talking about the developed world. Then. No, we're talking about every country. But naturally, if you use common sense, I'm not saying you're not, Tony, but okay, I'll say I'm everybody. I'm saying this for context purposes because people will sit there and be like, well, that's not true because of this, 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 and this. Okay, and it may not be true. I'm going by what I read and, and um, you know, if people beg to differ, that's fine. Like I say, even this podcast, some people with it, and that's cool. Some people ain't, and that's still cool. You know what I'm saying? But internationally, and it didn't distinguish between countries, internationally, America is on the low end, on the low end of the mortality rate with infants, meaning that the rate of infant deaths is 77% higher than the international average. Absolutely. Okay. So that's a lot. It is. And I'm surprised. But then again, I'm not surprised. Because although I do not have any children, I have witnessed at least four babies being born. Um, both. All vaginally. 
kudos to those Too individuals. Too much information, Tony. But, I mean, C-sections do happen. Okay. <laughs> oh, vaginally. <laughs> but, What are you, you know, trying to be the pussycat here? No. I can't tell. <laughs> no, at one point I wanted to be an obstetrician. So, you know. Okay. I kind of wanted, I need okay. to learn. So, um, yeah. And I've also witnessed the post-natal care that mothers do receive after the baby is born. So I can understand because a lot of the times what I have noticed is that the mother is sometimes like advised like, oh, you need some rest. Let me take your baby and put it into the nursery. In the nursery, not saying that this is all hospitals across the board, but typically it was the children, well, the babies received minimal contact, human contact. And we do know now that constant human contact, especially with the mother, is vital to a child's at least first six months. It's vital. You know, it's very important for a baby to be in contact with their mother. I got to interrupt you. And that's true. I appreciate you sharing that with us. But I want to talk about infants being born out of wedlock. And this is infants being born. It is, but I want to focus on the impact. And true, you know, they're impacted at different ages. Like you say, it's very important for them to bond, right? Once they get here right. and then they're in the hospital and they take the baby. And I get it. I'm not discounting that. I'm not. It's just certain things I want to highlight, like on a broad or bigger scope. Because remember, we were talking about cohabitating and marriage, and that's a personal choice. Let me just give you my heart. I'm just, like I say, I look at this world that we live in, and certain groups of people are underdogs. You understand? You have all kinds of movements. You have this. You have this. And a lot of us are not getting it, you know? And I'm not saying you're going to get it because I'm talking about it. But if I'm talking to you, I need you to understand what I'm saying because I do have a passion about this. We're talking about, A lot of us talking about our condition and when are things going to get better. I bring this up because we can make it better. And one way we can do it better is how we choose our lifestyles you know, like the question is, why do people have babies? Let's go there. Why do people have babies, Tony? Why do you think people have babies? People have children for multiple reasons. <laughs> you know why I had uh, babies, honestly? Why? Well, the first one, the other two just came because I was married, right? But my first, my eldest son, I was in love with someone. And, you know, when I had been raised in the church, you get married. And we were engaged and all of this good stuff. And we were trying to have a baby. And it didn't happen. And... It's just weird. You know, we were falling apart. Actually, when we were breaking up, boom, I found out I was pregnant. But I wanted to get, have a baby because I wanted a piece of this man. I loved him so much and I wanted to have his child. And I initially, I think that's why I wanted to have a baby. Looking 29 years later, my oldest son is 29. I'm not saying I would not have had it, but my mindset is totally different. Not only is it a huge responsibility, you, you do the best you can with children, but as you, they grow, they become who they are, their environment, their friends, whoever they're around. It's like a box of chocolates. You don't never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, and granted, I love my sons. Nobody's perfect. But if I had, of course, if I had the knowledge that I have now, if I had it then, I probably would have rethought some stuff. And to say, I'm not saying I wouldn't have had a baby, but I wouldn't have had a baby just to have a piece of a man. Well, I don't think that's the reason why most people have babies. That's my reason. I'm I think just saying that me. some people also have children because they're lonely and they want that unconditional love. They want someone to love them, regard to look at them as if they're the superhuman, as if they can't do no wrong because, you know, they're that person. You know what I'm saying? Because you're because you're my mother, you can do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that it's true. We all know that that's not true. But, you know, they want someone to accept them for who they are, regardless of what they say, what they do, and how they do things. I, that's my take on it, to okay. why people have children. And, and I can understand that. Because a lot of people who, a lot of people that need love may be looking for that. But what I'm saying, we talk about the self, perfecting their self and loving ourselves. If you're not loving yourself, if you're depending on a baby to give you something you should give yourself, woo, that's pretty heavy duty. Mm -hmm. and, and I get it. Maybe you should get a baby doll. 
maybe one that talks. <laughs> no, I'm just keeping it real. And I and I legitima- legitimize that because maybe some young women do want that because they have not had that. But the reality of the matter is people have their own reasons for doing what they're doing. But I say if you're having a baby to have someone to look up to you and make you feel good about yourself, it's something wrong with that. Because as a parent, we're supposed to be nurturing and inspiring and, and pouring love and, and esteem into our kids, not the other way around. Sometimes people don't do the things that they're supposed to do the right way. And granted, we're all human. But, you know, I just want to focus on for a minute just the impact of it. And I'm really talking to those 20 to 24-year-olds. I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to mothers, aunts, and I'm asking you. I always say, share this. This is really real because we talk about we want change, especially us minorities. We talk about, oh, we're not being treated right. And they treat us like this and they do this. Well, you know what? Why don't you treat yourself right? Mm. Because when you know better, you're supposed to do better, right? And if you didn't know, I'm finna tell you, and now you know, as Biggie says, right? Some of the consequences of babies being born out of wedlock, basically, even if they have a mother and a father that's there when they're born, they're still being raised like a single parent. You have a lot of single parents that do very well with raising their kids, and they come out pretty well. But that's more of the exception to the rule. You understand? Because a lot of single parents, the challenges that comes from having a child, you're not married, and maybe they're not unseen, that's a hard thing. It's been proven. I think we know it just from anecdotes in the community. And if you want to look at the professional studies, they confirm it as well. Children suffer. It's like when they're born like that, their life is just stacked against them already. There's physical defects. There's developmental defects. There's emotional, like, for instance, you know what I didn't know? Babies that are born out of wedlock and and the percentage is 58% of the 41% in America are birthed by 20 to 24-year-olders, but they have a lower birth rate. Did you know they're shorter? Their heads are smaller? I didn't know that. I was dumbfounded when I read that. Yeah. Shorter? Yeah, they're shorter. <laughs> and according you can you can Google these are I didn't I don't dig into scholarly articles. I mean I have because I study on that level, but I'm trying to keep it real with just everyday people like me and y'all. Mm. And so I'm just giving, I hope you trust what I say. You can look it up. I try to, you know, collect information. I'm not gonna say anything that I haven't read and been saturated, you know, when I get to a point of saturation, meaning I read so many articles until I get nothing new. Mm. And this is what it says. Babies, they have lower birth rates. And of course, if you have lower, excuse me, lower birth weights, weight, they weigh less. Okay. And of course, if you weigh less, you're more frail. You're open, you know, to more, more um, diseases and stuff like that. And just having this applies, race has nothing to do with it. It applies to blacks and whites. Do you know that babies that are born out of wedlock are 77 more times likely to die than babies that are born to married couples. Hmm. Now that makes me wonder on, of course, the case study, but I have my own theories on that, just theoretically speaking of how that sampling size just went. Um, I mean, either way you slice it is a devastating fact because facts of the matter are that, well, then you got to think about it. Most of these children are being born more than likely to single parent homes where their mother is the primary uh, breadwinner where they're, you know, it's just you and your moms, you work all day. So, which means you're probably not getting the correct nutrients, which means you're probably not eating right. You're not eating the correct foods. You're not uh, paying attention to how much you're weighing or how much weight you are losing. Let's be real. A lot of some people do lose weight when they are pregnant. Not everybody gets fat. Um, But, that's that's interesting. It's and I can see it. Like I said, I was born out of wedlock too. And even though uh my mother ended up marrying somebody else, it's a whole bunch of issues that come with that. And I want to get to that. But you know, we just walk it through everyday life. It has been said children they um pay more attention to what we do than what we say. 
And we are, and we already know the chances are if I got a baby when I'm 14, my kid is going to have one. She's 14. No matter how much I tell her, don't do this because I did this. You know, I'm that role model. Well, mom, you did it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so education is vital to making change. But if people want their lives to get better, I'm talking to my women, the young ladies right now, because we have a lot of women that have so much potential and power. You understand and can do so many great things. Not saying that they can't because they have a baby, but that's usually one of the generational traps that a lot of our young women fall in. Yeah, let's just be real for a second. You know, babies take a lot of time. Absolutely. And when you have a baby, it affects your life. Absolutely. You have to give up some stuff. You do. So, like, for instance, let's say you get, you said the ages were from 20 to 24. Most of those people are within college years. Mm -hmm. So if you're in college and you just so happen to get pregnant, I'm saying that this is not, you know, across the board, you know, true. Let's just be clear. Um, But if you get pregnant while you're in school, obviously some things are going to have to change Mm -hmm. because you can't do everything. You're tired. Absolutely. You know, you 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 got to sleep and Unfortunately, for most of us, we don't sleep during our college years. Right. It comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. just kind of just got to roll with the punches. But you're not sleeping. You're not doing things that you're supposed to do. So, you know, you got to change the way that you're doing things. And most people probably end up dropping out because they have a baby, mm-hmm. which sucks. It does. But you lose out on a lot of experiences, especially if you're having a child young. You can't do everything like an average 22, 23, 24-year-old. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Thursday. I think I'm going to go to the bar. It's, ooh, I got a babysitter. (laughs) I want to go out for a drink. Who can watch this baby? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even um, you're highlighting how it affects the mother. But I'm looking at the bigger, because you got to realize children are our next generation. You understand? They carry the torch. And they don't ask to be born. And for you to bring a child into a world, into the world, I mean, things happen. Granted, people get raped. You make mistakes. Okay, I get it. But those mistakes have been being made too long for people to just say, keep. At this point, I don't even think it's a mistake. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> a people, lot of education. people know if you have vagina and penis and they interact. For a long period come on, of time. Come on, y'all. A short period y'all time. know. And you, you don't have protection. And even if you use condoms, some people have gotten pregnant like that. I don't think it's anybody who's getting it on that don't know what could happen. In the case, unless someone being raped or something like that, right? right? But just being real, the people, these young, a lot of young women that I see that are having babies, they know what time it is. They should. Because they, you know, they know what time it is. But what I'm saying is the kids, like, are really, it's like they, they're born in suffrage. And that's not right. It's just not right. You think about that. Just think about it, the way it impacts a child, not only them physically, developmentally. A lot of kids in single-parent homes, the longer they're infants or little toddlers, the longer they're in single-parent homes, the lower their educational achievement. I know that from my kids because when I had them just doing it myself, and plus don't don't have no issue on top of that, because I had like the addiction going on. And a lot of no, a lot of times when I didn't do my laundry or whatever, because I was out getting high, I would take my kids five o'clock in the morning and go to Walmart and buy them something. Because I had a whole month of laundry. Okay, I was able to do that. Not bragging or nothing. That wasn't cool. But my sons missed a lot of days of school. Too many. They missed days of school because of me and what I couldn't do when I had no help. And that's real. You understand? And, you know, you think about that. You only got one person. You only have one person. Is that fair to my child? No. And not to mention. But it's not fair to say that because you're going through something that, uh, well, maybe you're not saying this, but this is how I'm perceiving it. Um, It's coming off like you're saying like, well, you know, I got issues. I got stuff that's going on and it's affecting my kids. And that's not right, which is absolutely true. But at the same time, you also have to remember that you're human and you can only do but so much. And this is true. But we've been here for a long time. Humans have been on Earth a long time. And I understand what you're saying. I do have compassion. I'm not coming off radical. Really, I'm just trying to appeal to to ladies, really, because 
you know, there's a lot of beautiful women here with so much potential. And I'm just trying to say the only way we want change, if we want positive change, we can't keep doing the same things and expect to get a different result. That's insanity. That's actually the definition. Well, that's of what they say. I call insanity me. I'm crazy. Okay. That's my <laughs> definition of it. But, you know, the point I'm saying, I'm just appealing. I'm not trying to put anybody down. I love everybody. I want this world to be better. Like our young people that are dropping out of school or our men that are going to prison mm. and stuff. You know, we talk about positive change. It starts with the family unit. And when you're bringing a baby into the world that don't have, you know, just because you're married doesn't mean things are going to be all right. Right. But at least it, in it increases the chance for that child to come into life with the odds not against them. You understand? And if you don't understand, ask me a question and I'll break it down to you. This is my opinion. But then even when you look at it, and I'm and this is my perspective of how history repeats and perpetuates itself. And for example, you have a young lady who has a baby. She's not married. And just say if she is in college, like you said, she's got to deal with child care. She already probably eating ramen and noodles because she's in college, you know, <laughs> unless she's staying with her mom or something like that. Right. But then you have, you know, the baby's mother will usually help, you know, with right. the mother and carry some of the burden. That's a good thing. Right. But then, OK, just say she helps. And just say in the best case, the young lady is able to finish school. She's able to go to college. Her baby ain't bonding with her. Her baby is bonding with her mother or her grandmother mm. or whoever is watching them. That's only one aspect. And then what about the guy? Just say if the guy is here. I'm going to go case in point. I think one of the disadvantages, when, when I said when you shack, there's consequences. Having a baby out of even shacking brings different implications. More so when they're not shacking and they're not married. And I'm going to give a case in point, hypothetical situation that's really, really true. And I'm just going to keep it real. Baby, just say baby mama drama. Okay, you got a girl and a guy. They're together. They're not married. They got a baby. The baby is born out of wedlock. The father is here. The mother is here. The mother may have her mother helping her with the baby because that's usually the way it is. Just say she was in college and she got pregnant and she decided to drop out, right? She's staying with her mother's house. Even though her mother loves her, mm. it's a burden on her mother because, you know, she don't went out and got pregnant and stuff like this. And then her mother's teaching her how to be a mother, this and that. The okay. father may be over here. He, okay. he got bragging rights that he got a son, but are you really being a role model, right? I, and I'm going worst case scenario, but I'm keeping it real. I'm not going to call it out. But I'm speaking truth, something I have experience with, something I'm being affected about. Look in the bigger picture. Okay. Okay. And then let's not throw in the baby mama drama. This is oh my God. baby. You know, me and the father broke up, so I ain't going to let you see the kid. You can't okay. see the kid. See, now that's something I can't talk on. You can't sit there and hold your baby hostage. I'm sorry. That's just not okay. Because at the end of the you day, you can when you're not married or when paternity hasn't been established. You could do whatever you want to do. Boop. Here's the thing: if his name's on the on the birth certificate, there is an acknowledgement of paternity. Okay, that's true. That has to be signed before you can even put another man's name on a birth true, certificate. True, but you, but but you can't make that's state mandated in the state of New York. But if the father, the mother, could play games with the father, I'm telling you it's something I know. And what about me? Just say if this is my son, not that it is, but it could be. Just say if this is my son, that and if the shoe fits, wear it, my brother. And Ooh, I, no, you not know, the boot. No, I got to <laughs> keep it real because we call this the perfectly incomplete podcast i'm not an expert on everything that's true in school but i've experienced some things and who am i to sit up and talk to you about stuff if i can't keep it real about myself right because right. i don't got it all together i got issues okay and just because i'm giving what i have i may need somebody to share some stuff with me but it's just a really sad thing what you can do on the website just by the way go ahead and i can do on the website but i need to do this live because uh and i'm throwing shade at somebody but that's not the objective oh, of true. this it's just a really, this is just something like what I saw today just overpowered me. And I've been relating to maybe some things I've been experiencing. Uh -huh. But when you do bring babies in and you're not married, oh, yeah, the father's name might be on the birth certificate. But then you got women who play games. They mad 
because maybe while you was pregnant, especially if they hooking up with you on the rebound, you know how those things happen? You break up. I'm going worst case scenario because it's real for somebody, okay? Somebody I've been in a relationship with somebody for two or three years, they break up, you come along and get with them and you get pregnant, right? Now you got a baby. You don't even know this person. You know what I'm saying? Now you got a baby. Here comes the baby. And it ain't working out with you and the guy. Of course it ain't. Because he wasn't loving you in the first place. Oh, God. You was a rebound. I'm just saying if you if you, if, if you, if you want to. I'm not really. See, y'all think I'm throwing shade. If the, like I said, if, if the shoe fits, wear it. But I'm talking. And why not? Can I use real life examples? I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying, go ahead. But I'm saying I'm trying to help myself. Okay. And then, like I said, when you even when you cohabitate, it makes it hard for just say the girl's parents to really support your boyfriend because she don't know if y'all committed to each other. And that's the key, the commitment when you having babies out of wedlock. So get back to my story. The hey. father is here. The mother is here. She can play games with him, you know, but that, uh, she can play games with him. And he know, you know, he can give lip service and say this, and, but even it goes bigger. Look at the extended family. Right. Say, I want to go see my grandchild. Mm-hmm. And I got a young lady playing games with me. That mean, I mean, I think that goes beyond. I think that goes beyond <laughs> uh, just the fact that they weren't married. Because like you said before, even people who are married can still play games. That, but not those kind of games. Because it's just something about, see, the way I look at marriage, and unless, you know, they in prison and just marrying you to get canteen, or, you know, some people know they're dying. No, no. Some people know they're dying and they want security for their children. Yeah. What's canteen? For, like, you know, people in people in prison, just stuff they can buy from the store, what they call the commissary. Oh, commissary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know canteen. Well, they call it different things in different say, places. What's canteen? But, you know, okay. so some people do contract marriages so they can come to the country. It used to be like that, but now with immigration and 45, you know, it ain't rolling like that. But, you know, you have people marry for different reasons and you keep throwing me off my train of thought. No, but I'm basically, not. I had to ask a question. I didn't know what it was. Okay, but you know I'm older and I and I forget, I'm girl. I'm here with you. Well, I forgot what I was saying, but All right, so you were talking about It's um, not funny. I understand that, but I'm still coming back from that last tidbit that you just did. So you got to forgive excuse my laughter just a little bit. You excuse, baby. <laughs> it's just that much. Um No, you were talking about I had asked you, I said even marriage people, even marriage people can play games as far as like children goes. They can, but even if they're married, this is the way I like to think. It may not be the case, but you have people that married for selfish motives, for married for money or whatever the case may be, if you're military to get that ID card, all of this kind of stuff. But I would like to think and a baby is involved or whatever, if you're marrying somebody, that is a commitment. You're making it known that this is the person I choose for my wife and to know she's carrying a baby and it's your baby, even if you a dog and you marry somebody and that's your child, I would like to think you're going to show up, be there mm. and try to teach that child what it needs to know. Right. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> In that case, water? huh? You want some water? I do want a bottle of water. In that case, what I'm saying is, you know, when you just have one parent, it just is not so. It doesn't work out like that. And like I say, yeah, I'm what they would call a bastard. I was born out of wedlock. And, and in the case of my mother, I had a stepfather, but it's not the same. I had a stepfather who had a family before us, had his own kids. That's a whole set of problems. Because mm. where you might be being nice to me, and it goes to show step families cannot take the place of intact families, meaning natural family. They can't. That brings no. a that brings a whole nother set of problems. Right. You understand? Because you got the stepkids and the stepfather might be cool with you to his kids coming around. I mean, I've done that. Right. And so we could go like so many places with this, Tony. But when I say it's not fair to a kid, and I still say with the exception of those being raped, and kids do make mistakes. But I guess I'm talking to parents now. People my age, younger maybe, who got daughters are of childbearing age. If we want positive change, we have to break the cycle of events that happen, the chain of events. We've got to interrupt something because if the same things keeps happening, the same thing just keeps happening. And then people are complaining about the system and how we're getting treated. And it's so easy to blame somebody. But look at yourself. 
You understand? And it just frustrates me, just the impact of it educationally, physically, psychologically. And then the uh, the welfare system doesn't make it better because naturally, okay, if you have a child, mm. they're going to give you some um, a welfare check or benefits. Okay. And then even the Department of Social Services, they incentivize it. And most people that, I'm not going to say most people, I don't know the numbers, but young people that have a baby and they're on social services and they're not married, chances are they're going to have another baby because welfare incentivizes it. If you have another uh, kid, your food stamps is going to increase by $200 or whatever. And believe it or not, it sounds crazy to you or I because maybe we know different and we understand. I've heard it said. I've heard it said that, okay, when I have the baby, I'm finna get some more stamps, girl. I've heard it said. That's crazy. And it is a mindset to me. It's a lack of knowledge. Right. And so I'm radical in saying what I'm saying, but the point I'm trying to say that, you know, if you want to look at stats and and studies, that's fine. I do that to validate because some people want to know, well, where did it say that? I don't really have to read a study. All Mm -hmm. I got to do is go to my neighborhood where I grew up. Okay. But this applies to blacks. Whites, all races, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other races are being unwed, having kids, too. And the impact is just it's just like we setting our kids up for failure. And so I don't know. I'm just so frustrated with it. And I want to ask young people. Strap up. You know, yes, if, you, if you're going to do fertility. it. <laughs> and it, why are you having a baby? Think about it. Mm-hmm. If you're not capable and some of us may think we're capable of having a baby, but at least we got some kind of financial resources. We're somewhat stable, got a place to live. We ain't living with our mama. Right. You know, I saw the two little kids today getting out the car. They didn't even have car seats. The mother was in the car with the two. This is the same beautiful woman I'm talking about. Smart lady. And the kids was in the car. She got out the back seat of the car. I seen her get out. The kids were stepping on the seat getting out. Neither one of them had car seats why so isn't that like state mandated it is it is but this is what i'm saying does that (laughs) seem like a mind to you that's ready to be parenting children well i feel like i mean this could be just completely like an isolated incident where it's just like well i don't have a car why do i need a car seat you know what i'm saying like, if you take public transit, you ain't going to have a car seat. That's if you're riding on a bus. But if you're riding in the backseat of a car and your kids are, and I know in New York State, if your kids are five or under, they're supposed to be in a car seat. No, I, again, I said this could be And they an tell you, I'm sure incident. she getting wit and she getting DSS. And you have to go through classes. They tell you about that stuff. <laughs> again, isolated incident. Okay. <laughs> As I said. Okay, we'll play that role. That she's the only one out of the out of the 58% but of it's just like, people, well, I don't have a car, so why do I need to constantly keep a car seat? And in addition to that, you said that she has two small children in addition to being pregnant. Right. So so what's wrong with that picture? I, I didn't see no man. I didn't see no man coming around opening no door for her. I didn't see no man, her man, driving her up to that place. I didn't see none of that. I seen this pregnant lady struggling with a little girl and a little boy going to a doctor's appointment, paying for a ride to get there. Mm. Can't be me. <laughs> All right, and maybe it can't be you, but okay, I'm just... It, just... it can't be me, because I... Listen, um, I think I made this very clear in another conversation that we have. I am very pro-choice. I was not raised pro-choice, but I I am very pro-choice. Um. And the reason why I say this is only to say is I demand to be in charge of my fertility. So in the event that I am out there doing something that could result in childbearing, I should be the person to be like, well, am I ready for this? Probably not. Well, what are, you know, my social implications? What are my, what, how can this affect not only myself, but the person who impregnated me. Um, how can this affect me later on down the line? Of course, I go through all this. I'm not saying that every person in the world who is within my age range does that. Mm-hmm. But what I just ask for people within my age group, pay attention. 
<laughs> and if you are, okay, granted, cool. Let's say, for instance, in your in your situation where you wanted a piece of a person, pay attention. Pay attention to this person that you're going to be joining gene pools with. Mm. Because you don't know this person. You sure don't. And when kids grow up, you'd be like, who is you? Where right. you come from? You can't be like, and then you can't send them back. No, you can't. <laughs> they don't come with receipts. The birth certificate don't work. They don't. You can't send them back to the hospital and be like, I don't want it no more. And 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 you're right. Like maybe in the case, that's why I wanted one. You know, at that time, oh, he's so fine and he got a job and he is. And you're not thinking about the future. You're like in the moment, which right. living in the moment is good. It is. That way you're not worried about the past. You're not worried about the future. It's balance. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But thank God for me, I had a job. I was in the military. I had a place. I had a car. I was economically stable. But still, okay, so I was able to take care of my kids financially, but still by bringing them into this world with my assumptions and my thoughts, my kids grew up like um, single parent. And, and then even then I did get married. But so even if I'm not saying you get married, that's the that's the best scenario. Uh-huh. It can be. But I married someone who wasn't even there. He was it was like a piece of paper. I still was doing it by myself. Right. So how much more that makes it even worse. So all I'm saying is I thought I was a little bit ahead of the game even though my reasons for wanting a child may have been out of lust or gratification or, oh, he's so fine or whatever, this and that. (laughs) And I said, I could feed him. I had a car, this and that. But when I look at the things my kids went through and what they go through now, you understand? They're adults, but I see their wounds and their scars. And a lot of that, whether I did it intensely or not, to say I did do it inadvertently, there you go. Right. I see my sons. I see scars, wounds. I see shortcomings, all of this stuff. I don't play the blame game, right. but I know that if a man, if I had a husband who was present. Right. OK. You know, you feel I, as if it wouldn't have turned out the way that it did. Yeah. It may have been worse. It may have been better, but it would have been different. OK. And 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 so change. We just want change in this cycle. And I so I'm just saying to the young ladies out here. In the world that we live, y'all see what time it is, you know, and, and I always talk about it because we all say how the white man do us or how another brother do us. No, yeah. it's not about our another brother. It's about us because mm-hmm. we have to take control. God is first, but we have to take control of our own lives. And when are we going to start learning? And y'all mothers and me, too. You know, and I know it's hard to approach some of these young girls because they be snapping their backs and snapping their heads and. You know, you ain't none of my so-and-so and whipping it all like that. So I understand, right? <laughs> and, you know, I, I get it. You have to, like, use discretion about saying stuff, but at least about our own daughters, our own nieces, our mm. own little cousins. Mm. We need to talk to them. And don't be like, well, I don't want to say nothing to my sister's kid because she might say this. No, go there. Mm. They might get mad with you, but isn't it worth your sister or your sister's kid getting mad at you? People know truth when they hear it. They do. They do. And whether or not... She'll get over it. Yeah, she will. Whether or not they'll act on it. she'll thank you later. Yeah. You know that you. everybody's put here for a reason. We're all supposed to pour into each other. And I just really, um, like I said, it's something that really, really bothers me because I see a lot of, lot of young women, they're smart and they get caught up in that cycle of having babies. And then this welfare system is like... They're complaining about, their, they call them welfare mothers, too. Got a category for them. They call them welfare mother, mothers. And everybody know when you label somebody, that's what they become. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you hear it enough, you tell a kid he's stupid or long enough, he's going to start acting like it. Because as a man thinking, so he is. You understand? Mm. But what kills me, you have this welfare system. On the one hand, they complain. And, and then they have this thing um, where they um, legitimize it. They'll say, if you be like, oh, I don't know where the father is, right? Well, give me his name and you'll get an extra $50. You know, and a lot of times the man is living in the house with the female. You know what I'm saying? But welfare makes it appealing. And that's because these young kids don't have the proper educational foundation. I'm not even talking about high school. I'm talking my mamas and daddies, cousin. If it ain't you're a single parent, you got to break that down, that thing down to your kid and tell them what time it is. Right. You know, like I tell 
my sons. I ain't no perfect mother. I don't even try to be because my kids are still out of control. For the most part, they good. I love them. <laughs> but you know, that's what I'm saying. They get grown. I'm like, who is you? Where you come from? You mine? You know? But you can only raise a child to so if you give them the good values, they're going to do what they're going to do, but you hope they come back. Mm. But what I'm saying is, I know I used to preach the gospel. They'll come home from school with a, a consent form. Can your son watch this video about sexual education? I would sign it, right? And then when they come home, I'm like, what they told you about it? Now let me tell you about it, which I done told them about it. Anyway, right. you know, just keeping it raw. And we have to do that. So... You know, I just wanted to just say that, and I don't know if I'm all over the place. I don't mean to be, but I'm talking to my young, beautiful sisters, black, white, Asian, Latino, where we're all beautiful. And if we want change, we holding signs and we're lobbying, and that's good. But if we really want change, we need to raise up a generation of power-packed little brothers and sisters. Give them what they deserve. Give them a mother that loves them. Give them a father that's committed them to them. Give them a, the chance of really coming out healthy, being academically excellent, mm. being developmentally elite. Give them that chance. Give them that chance. So I urge you, that's really what I wanted to say. I can go on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop to the crack of dawn. I say on and on and on and on and on. Yes, yes, y'all. But y'all hear what I'm saying. <laughs> did you just break out into song in I the did. middle of your point? I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say my final thoughts on the matter. And I'm tired when I'm all hyped up and you sitting over here just chilling. You I need to chill. raise you. I know you the chill one, I'm but I need you person. to turn up sometimes. Mm -mm. And I'm tired right now. I'm I'm pretty chill. All right, baby. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you more. Impossible. How? <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> but yeah, be in charge of your fertility. And that goes for both male and female. Men, you do have a choice. It, don't feel no different. Stop lying. Um <laughs> and men be men. It be men. If even you if, want, you if you're gonna have a baby. Be a father. Yeah. And even if you don't get married, I don't buy that you got to be married. Those are statistics. Right. And, you know, I know They'll how still they... be a father to yeah, your be child. Be a father. Be there for your kid, man. Be there for your kid. And be consistent. Kid. Be consistent. You know? We're not asking for you to win the father of a year, but you be a father nonetheless. Make Kiss. sure that your mm -hmm. children know who you are, you know, what you've been through. You know, share that experience with mm -hmm. your child. Um, in addition to that, women... Yeah, I've been doing so well. Absolutely. By holding down households. However, yes. let the men's let the men be men. <laughs> okay. Let them be there for their kids. And stop giving up the cookies so easy. Make those Negroes, Caucasians, Asians, Hispanics, <laughs> Puerto, make them chase it. Make them make them do things. Let, raise the bar for them. Don't just say, here. Don't just do that. Let them take you out on a date. Let them walk with you and talk to you. Let them stroke Mom. your mind. Let them Mom. tell you how... What? That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Pray for me. That's a whole, whole nother conversation. No, I get we can go there another time. All right. But as far as... Just let, let the father be a father. Okay? Let your baby father be a father and call it a day. And if he's not doing it right, then that's fine. Then you need to step up. You need to do whatever you have to do. But at least give said man the opportunity to do that from day one. You finished? No. Well, hurry up because I got something I want to say. Why are you rushing me? Because I can. But why? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then wait, and then she'll complain later how I didn't talk enough and all this other stuff. But she, y'all see this, right? Okay. I'm just saying for the. I love you, boo boo. Just saying for the, you know, the future Instagram post, okay? Because I already feel it coming. <laughs> but I'm joking, mom. No, baby, you are fine. I okay. love it that, like, we can always, you can, because I love you and we have that foundation. I want you to express yourself to me. I don't but get yeah, offended, I mean, whatever. I, that's just, that is what it is because I see it a lot. I see it a little. You're talking about men, but I got to, I still got to end this with the women because, and I'm not well, going to. I'm saying to let, I'm telling women to let Men be men. But I'm getting ready. their children. Okay, let them be. But before the men even have children to be men too, I'm talking to the ladies. Like, it's all this controversy in the country about, in the world, about abortion. And men are saying it's not right that a woman should do this. 
because, you know, he helped make them. So what I'm saying to the woman, this is your vessel. This is your body. And whether you're fair or not fair, I don't really care about that. All I'm saying, you're right, is yours. But if you're going to bring a baby into this world, put some thought into it. Don't bring a baby in here with life stacked against them. Don't bring a baby in here as a single parent because you think he's fine. You wanted to get it in. He got your nails done. Stuff like that. <laughs> think Not about the nails. It. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> think about what these children have to face. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford to take care of them, now I'm keeping it real because that's wrong. That's abuse for you to bring a child into this world knowing you can't feed them. They ain't got no father. They latchkey kids. You at work. You know what I'm saying? Latchkey kids. I'm just saying, sisters. Ooh, hallelujah. But anyway, my sisters, I love y'all. And um, I just really wanted to tell y'all to wrap it up. Some of the effects, there are negative impacts to bringing babies in out of wedlock without being married. And like I said, there's some women who do it really well. They do a really great job, but the majority of women that do it, the the kid has problems, and I don't think it's fair to the kids. And mothers, if you want to have babies genuinely because you want to just be fruitful and multiply, at least equip yourself, be sound and be whole, and be able to take care of yourself. And don't count on that boyfriend or that man to be there before you. Accept the fact that he may not be here, especially if you ain't married, Even if you're married, he might not be there. But Mm. at least if you're married, you got more juice. But if you get pregnant because you want to get pregnant, accept the fact I'm having this baby because I want to have this baby and I'm going to make sure this baby's okay, you know? With or without him. With or without him. And I'm going to put the supports and do what I got to do. Don't bring a child in here without giving it thought because it is not fair for your child to suffer just because you were irresponsible or didn't think about it, okay? I love you all. I just want us to do better as women, as a human race, and we have the capacities to think we need to start using them, okay? We're responsible for our change. So I love y'all. I concur with the previous Thank y'all for joining the Perfectly Incomplete Podcast. And like uh, two times said, said, Brenda doesn't even know. Just because you're in the ghetto doesn't mean you can't. All right, y'all. Brenda got herself a boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a cousin. <laughs> now it's about to